This podcast is brought to you by the Dunfield Retirement Residence, a casually elegant retirement community located at Young and Eglinton in the heart of Midtown Toronto. Customized living options complement your independent, active lifestyle. Learn more at thedunfield.com. When I do my designs, I have to fall in love with them. I like every p every menorah that I make. I am in love with that menorah, and I really think that the colors and the energy that I put into it radiates. That is Ottawa Judaica artist Marie Levine speaking about her fused glass semicircle-shaped Hanukkah menorahs. Her designs are sold in museums and at art galleries around North America. And the CJNs profiled them in a three-page spread in the new magazine out this month. Levine says if you like the traditional brass synagogue-type menorahs, there's nothing wrong with that style, don't get her wrong. But when she was asked to take over the tiny gift shop in her synagogue years ago, she discovered those were the only designs of menorahs they were selling. And she remembered these had been sitting there for decades. So Levine found an artist in Ottawa to make fused glass menorahs with bright colors and lively shapes. And she hasn't looked back, and now she makes them herself. Her menorahs, she says, are meant to be on display all year round, not kept in a closet and taken out only at Hanukkah. When these designs were made, you know, in the 50s and the 60s, out of the press metals, it, you know, it was just a, a cheap, it was a cheap way of being able to mass produce the Hanukkah. So this is not cheap. These are not cheap. The glass is expensive, a glass can break, but they are a piece of artwork as well. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Thursday, December the 22nd, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. Marie Levine creates her fused glass menorahs in her home studio, and then she fires them in the kiln in her garage. Her designs are inspired by Monet or Kadinsky, even Jackson Pollock. One channels Joseph's coat of many colors. You can see these in the CJN magazine. We put a link for you in the show notes so you can follow along. And Marie joins me now from Ottawa. How did you start creating glass menorahs in the first place? The Backstory is I was working at a synagogue part-time while my kids were going to uh, Jewish day school that was just around the corner from for the synagogue. And the executive director asked me if I wanted to run the gift shop. I said, fine, but it was a gift shop that um, had accumulated um, everything for the last, I would say, 30 years. So I got rid of most stuff that was 30 years old and I just started to um, to look and, and uh, realizing that a lot of the menorahs that were being sold in the gift shop, and when I went online to find some new uh, designs for menorahs, they the menorahs were either made in China, Pakistan, Turkey, um, and the ones that I wanted to buy to to replace these really ancient designs um, were also coming from the same countries. And I was just going, oh, no, these are just so old fashioned. And, you know, they're made out of metal and they were pressed metal. And 
and they were tired. They were just tired looking. And uh, they didn't speak to me. And so I said, you know what? Uh, people want color. They want shine. They want, they want something to, um, or I, I do. I, I, it's what I wanted is I, I want to, to be able to showcase something uh, and not just tuck it away. You know, and like every, everybody has like a menorah that eh, they just bring out once a year and they put it back in the closet. I didn't want that. I wanted something beautiful. So I had a friend of mine who was in uh, working with glass. She had her own glass uh, studio and her little business. And so we came up with this design that, that I have now. And she was making the menorahs for about a year for the gift shop. And they were just going off, like so, being sold. Just every time that we would make one, it would be sold. So I knew we had something going there. So I was collaborating with this woman and she, she said, Marie, I can't do it anymore. I can't. She says, I said, well, who's going to make my menorahs? And she said, you do it. So then she taught me how to do it. And then I started making the basic menorah, which was, it's called the matrix. And then I just expanded to, I wanted color. I want brightness. I want beauty. And that's how it all came about originally. And I put the menorahs in the gift shop and they sold and they sold and they sold. And then after um, my, my children um, graduated from day school, I, just, I decided that I was going to sort of go out and branch on my own. And, and uh, I, I did. I left the synagogue and uh, I went to... Petrov's in Toronto, I went to Gardner in Toronto, the Jewish Museum, the Human Rights um, uh, in Winnipeg, and just started um, seeing if people would be interested in, in the menorahs, and they were, and they picked them up, and and it's just been a, a, a wonderful success story. No, no, um, but go back to the old-fashioned ones. I mean, is there any sort of halachic or religious rules that you kind of need the traditional brass type of menorah for Hanukkah versus the whimsical, more modern artistic ones? Like, is there any pro all prohibition? My, all my, no, all my menorahs are kosher. And you have to have a, a, a shamash that stands higher than all the rest. But the shamash can be at it could be at the side of the menorah or in the middle, on either side, whatever you want. But it has to be the main candle. It has to be higher. In your family, I mean, I know in our family, we have like five different ones. The kids got the little ones when they were like small, when they went to school. And then we got some for our wedding. Now you have so many. Can you tell us, share your little family secrets, how you deal with lighting candles in your well, house? I have a, um, a menorah that, I don't know if you can see, see this menorah here? The middle red one? That's my first, yes, that's my first design that I ever made. It's called the Matrix, multicolored matrix. And I have that menorah that is this big. It is probably 20 inches high. And that's the one, that's our family, and it's on display all year round. My kids, yes, we have the same thing. We have all of their menorahs that, uh, that they've made throughout school. I put those as decorations, and they will light the one that's their favorite. And my son just moved into his own condo, 
and he has one of our matrix menorahs too. So, and then anytime that his friends are getting married, well, guess where it comes? <laughs> oh my God, you're so lucky. I wish I had that as a, you know, as a, as a go-to gift because their lifetime, their lifetime, yeah. you know, wedding. I want them to be, I mean, I want the menorahs to be a piece of artwork that you display year round. I mean, like my kids' menorahs that they made in school, um, they're just tucked away in the basement, you know, for and brought out once a year. And a lot of people do that. They just leave it in a closet and bring it out once a year. And I didn't, you know, you, you want something that's beautiful and, and a, a piece of artwork. You want it to, be, to display it year round. Now, I have one final thing to show you, and that is if our listeners will, be, will not be able to see it unless you go on to, we'll put the pictures up and the link for you. But I want to show the magazine, the CJN Hanukkah edition of the magazine, which Marie uh, has beautiful displays. Let's go through, if you wouldn't mind, a couple of the, the, the more interesting ones. Uh, maybe you can display explain to us the process of designing, for example, this one. It's Menorahs by Marie, and this is the one that's on page seven. It's, it's, a special, uh, it doesn't have a special name. Like you have Matrix. What is this one? No, okay. This one is the Kadinsky. So there was, there was a time where, um, so every year I try and, and um, use a new technique. And, um, and a couple of years ago, I was very fascinated by a variety of different artists' um, uh, styles. So I decided that I was going to uh, do something at Kadinsky. So I looked at Kadinsky's work and I said, okay, well, it's, it's a bunch of color and lines and shapes and uh, triangles and, and rectangles, see what I can do with it. So I just cut a bunch of glass, put it on to, and arranged it. And I really liked the look of it. Um, and it's got the, the, um, the clear background. Um, and so it, it, it just brings a different dimension. Um, and, you know, you can put it in front of a window and it's, it, it glistens because you've got, you've got the, um, the clear glass. So that one is a Kadinsky. And uh, it, it, people, people of a you know, certain style that like that certain style, of the, you know, contemporary style, they enjoy it. All right, let's try this one. If I can get my Zoom screen to work here. This is the, the main page eight and nine, I think it is. Uh, right in the middle, you have seven, be six beautiful menorahs here in a row. One of them has the matrix pattern. The top right has the matrix pattern, a bit of it, right? That, that one is Patty Gray. Now, Patty Gray is a very famous um, fused glass artist. And she came up with this design, which is, you're right, it, it is very similar to the Matrix, but, with a, but a, with a bit of a difference. I absolutely love this menorah. And it was just recently sold at the, uh, the Gardner Museum. And um, it is, it's, it's just so, so fun. You know, it's like little bubbles, party bubbles, you know. And then what about the one to its left that has sort of the, I guess, uh, multicolored, but it, it seems sort of more biblical, like the coat of many colors, the one right to its left. That one is, you're right, it is like Joseph's coat. And this was something that I um, experimented with. Again, it was, it's the, the technique that I was using this year is that um, I had a lot of time because I, I was at home um, and 
I would take small pieces of glass, put them in the kiln and make um, pebbles out of them. So just round little, you know, you can buy um, glass, uh, what are they called? Glass stones at the um, dollar store, but I made my own in a variety of different colors. My, my kiln was just full of little dots. And then what I did is I put them onto a base glass and just tack fused it, meaning it, they're just lightly put onto the base glass. And it was supposed to be like a Joseph's coat. And you've just got the rainbow of colors. And it's, it, 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 again, this one, because it's on the glass, the, 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 um, the clear glass base, you do get some some sunlight coming through, and then you've got the, the different sparkles. Again, I'm a girly girl. I I I love sparkle. No, but it also means uh, that this is supposed to be the festival of light, and we certainly need it now more than ever in our world, and also with anti-Semitism and Jew hatred, and also COVID, and all the all the horrible inflation, and everybody's having a hard time. So, what role do you hope that your menorahs play in people's homes? I hope that number one that they display them proudly in their home year round to signify that they're proud Jews, they don't want to hide away, um, and that they will take their menorah and give it off to the next generation and create memories with their family around their particular menorah that they've chosen. And that when that's what I do with, with my kids, right? We have our, our menorah, it's there all year round, and I want my kids to know that, you know, this menorah has so many memories connected to it. So would you be able to say how many you've made over your career or what number you're at? Oh, boy, that's hard. I mean, when I I was telling you before that um, I will not let anything go that I do not love. So there are there have been a lot of broken menorahs because I did not like the look of them. So I'll just smash them up, and I'll use the glass, and I I make them I make um, little um, grave stones out of them, so that I put them in little bags. And when I'm at a um, a, uh, a craft show, people will purchase a little bag of stones. They just keep them in their car, and when they go visit loved ones at, at the cemetery, they have got a unique piece of, um, of, of glass stones to put on the gravesite. So uh, I just I, I think that um, that it's interesting that the broken the broken menorah I, I may not have loved it as a menorah, but as a stone, it was it it is significantly special too because it's part of it may not have been you know in my view pretty but it was still going to represent the jewish people you ever use sea glass or other found objects in yours or this no no, i can't and i'll tell you why because uh the glass that i use is you have to have the same type of glass that expands and contracts in the kiln. It has to be the same, it's called coefficient. 
So when you're when you heat up a piece of glass and if you put a different coefficient piece of glass on top of it, you will have an explosion. I think it's wonderful. I can't wait to come and see it in person uh, someday. Uh, hopefully uh, you'll invite me. Thanks for being on the CJN Daily and happy so Hanukkah. Much. Happy Hanukkah. Bye. By the way, Marie's husband, Howard, has now joined her in the art world. He's a retired dentist. He now makes menorahs and furniture out of wood and resin. But that is a story for another day. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like. For this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Senator Paula Simons in Edmonton. She's responsible for a Hanukkah scavenger hunt now going on in the Alberta capital, even though it is literally minus 40 degrees with the wind chill there this week. Contestants have to figure out the nine locations where she's placed a paper mache chicken nicknamed Hende Yegchik. She's run this contest before with other themes, but this is the first year she's showcasing the Jewish community and Hanukkah to help fight anti-Semitism. I hope you've enjoyed this week's Menorah Makers series. We'll be back on Monday with a special year-end chat with Yoni Goldstein, the editor-in-chief and CEO of the CJN, about where we've come from and what to expect next year and how you can help. The Dunfield Retirement Residence offers customized living options to complement your independent, active lifestyle. Welcome home. Welcome to the Dunfield. Visit us at thedunfield.com to book a personal tour.